you you've you're not you've not been good you're you went to a wedding this weekend is that i did and i had fun and now my body hates me so you're not really feeling particularly well what, what, uh... <laughs> no, I feel like death. <laughs> well i feel like death warmed up like i said on the text message i felt like death yesterday i feel like death warmed up today so it is slightly better <laughs> i've kind of just cancelled everything this week and just gone you know what not moving. <laughs> After this, I, I am going to bed and <laughs> watching Blacklist for the rest of the day. I, d- I don't. I don't quite have that same problem. In the, uh, I mean, I, I'm not suffering from chronic health conditions that would give me that sort of problem if I went out for an evening, you know. But uh, I have had that. That is why I don't drink anymore. I had mm. one hangover and it lasted two weeks, and I thought I can't bitch. do this anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm not because I don't I didn't drink a lot to begin with and then suddenly I, I went no just that's, that's not a, that's a bad thing uh, so Dude, yeah so in I order rem- to save everything else I remember so, when we were we were younger and you could and I'm like how do these kids I was literally driving home going how the fuck do kids do it like <laughs> I'm home by midnight and I'm still dead for a week like I used to go out until four in the morning and get up at six and I'd be I've, fine. I've started to see people who I know who are in their 30s now or just they're cresting on their late 20s cresting onto 30 and they're just about at the point where they're going oh well I've got to go to bed now and it's only 11 o'clock at night um, and, and I said you god just you wait because I I remember my 30th birthday. <laughs> I remember my 30th birthday. We had a party. We had a whiskey tasting party. There were only four of us there and we got through four bottles of whiskey. So we had a whole bottle of whiskey each and it was, we were dead the following day. But you could do that then. Yeah. I'd, only a couple of years later and I'd, I'd given up alcohol altogether because it was making me feel sick and not in yeah. a good way. <laughs> So I, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, when I like when I was sixteen, when I was eighteen, because I didn't drink <laughs> underage at all, right? Um, I was like, I could drink a bottle of vodka, a bottle of whiskey. I could never drink whiskey. A bottle of vodka, a bottle of wine, half like then go out, drink yeah. anyone under the table, those, and those then were your pre-drinks fun. though. Yeah, and yeah. be fine the next day. And now I didn't even drink. I just had a dance, and then I've been. <laughs> buggered for the rest of the week i'm like and it's not just age it's a combination the age doesn't help although i did uh, yes, wonder the why age doesn't help I, yeah no yeah and, but and I was, if if we're being sensible and we're dealing with the conditions that we have um sensible. you having genuine medical reasons and me being fat um <laughs> <laughs> it is the root of all my my problems. I, I'm, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to beat around the bush about that. It's exactly why I've got all these problems. But, uh, but if we're dealing with those medical conditions, you know, you've got to you've got to go. Okay, well, maybe alcohol not a good thing. Maybe uh, going out means that coming home a bit earlier is is, is a necessity. Uh, it's me. If I go out, I need a week off work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of, I've yeah, I've been not quite just by going out, but I've been in that same situation. When I drove to Durdledore and back in a day, mm. that kind of, that, the next day I went, yeah, I'm not doing anything about that. That's too much. Um, but, you know, got to do these things I've, occasionally. Although I've been wondering, I did start, I did have a, mandate, a little bit of a COVID panic because I was been waking up every day with like full of snot, head right, pounding, right. Mm-hmm. like sneezing and coughing. And I'm like, why do I feel like shit every day? And then I looked at my window this weird morning and I realised I'm in the middle of my hay fever season, at the peak of my hay fever season, I left my bedroom window. 
<laughs> no wonder I feel like shit. All the pollen's getting in my bedroom when I'm sleeping. And I'm like, we are now, well, that, we are that now at that, that stage, though, aren't we? Where, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> I used to joke I used to joke when we were in college, oh, I've been doing drugs, I had a lemsip last night. And now yeah. that's true. Now that's, I'm actually there. That's, that will... That will keep me going for a whole evening, a, a, a good lemps. <laughs> Shouldn't be sniffing it, obviously. But, no. um, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, mine is, it's a terrazine <laughs> at the moment. Is, <laughs> I, yeah, it's that thing. I'm like, oh, maybe if I close my bedroom window and don't let all the pollen in my house, I won't feel so like <laughs> shit yeah, every day. Funnily enough, the moment I closed the window today, I didn't wake up with a banging headache <laughs> full of snot. I'm like, that'll be the reason. That's, um <laughs> <laughs> we should I mean, say, the rest of it's fucked. <laughs> this is murdering uh, a podcast. Welcome. Yeah. Hello. And I'm this, talking this about is our snot, life. So. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Murdering a Podcast, two writers' journey to produce a narrative murder mystery. Oh, dear God. <laughs> So today I wanted just to talk about uh, things that made us laugh, really. Um, the sort of the comedy that we were that we're watching now, uh, because I tell you what, I bought some DVDs recently, and I've been going over kind of old comedy series. I've just finished watching Terry and June. Mm, so when I say old, that. I mean like that nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties old. Um, mm. Terry and June was 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 good. It was fairly broad in terms of comedy but it, it was good it was a good show um but i've, I've got there's a thing called odd man out which has got john in inman in where he runs a rock company yeah i've heard of that yeah uh, but it's the, those things that we'd have either probably never seen or we'd heard in in passing or something like that um and i've just mm. i've got one what's, what's it it's down here somewhere called chance in a million which looks a bit Ooh. like that for people who are watching on the video version. Um, and it is, it's written by the same people who wrote The Brit-Ass Empire. I love The Brit-Ass Empire. I love The Brit-Ass Empire. Uh, and it's got Simon Callow in and Brenda Bleth in. And it's, well, okay, it's, it's worth a, a shot. It ran for three seasons. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I just thought... Uh, oh yes. Send sorry. me a link to it, please. Because <laughs> well, I, I can yes, I can send you a link on Amazon. They they weren't expensive. The other great thing about um, list of watching old comedy is that you can pick them up for around about six or seven quid a DVD. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. I'm I'm grow regrowing my. I love my DVD collection, and mm -hmm. um, you can't see it. Well, I've just had some new brackets put off my wall, my shelves. But unfortunately, I got some. This these brackets. I know those uh, very well. Yes. Yeah, but my shelves end there. <laughs> I, I have two things going against me, right? Yeah. yeah. I am a woman, which means I've told my, told my entire life that that is nine inches. <laughs> and, right, <laughs> you can tell I'm ill. Um, and I have dyspraxia, so I have no concept of time or space. So I'm yeah, like... Ah, so my friend measured them for me and uh, measured my shelves and went, you need brackets this size. So I'm waiting for them to come. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I can have my DVD collection up on my wall. <gasps> nice. Excellent. So excited. I, yes, it's, it's, it's good. I love having, my DVDs. I, although now I've got everything there and I've copied everything onto a hard drive so that I don't have to change any of that. I don't have to move any of those DVDs to get to other <laughs> DVDs. 
<laughs> it's the way to do it. Um, I am tempted, but then I like my little DVD player, so I have. To, I don't yeah. want to sit over here every time I watch something. I got a little portable DVD player so that I can just carry it around the house with me. I don't have a TV, so I love it when people say to me. You're watching the, too much of the mainstream media. I'm like, I don't have a TV. I don't watch mainstream media. So, <laughs> I do. Re- what, I do is things there like anything? Because I know you haven't got the BBC at the moment. Yes. Uh, is or there ITV. anything that you have, or ITV, or Channel Four? Um, are you them. watching anything at the moment which is new and would be classed as comedy? Not at the moment, but something I've recently watched. I mean, at the moment I'm watching Blacklist, which is funny, but it's not classed as a comedy. Um, I'm just finishing that off at the moment. Um, But one, it was a lovely little comedy on, um, oh, brain, Disney Plus. So I've got Disney Plus Prime and Netflix. That's what I live off. And YouTube from time to time. Um, And TikTok. YouTube is good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things actually. Um, I think it's called Polar Opposites. That's brilliant. Um, it's kind of just, it's Rick and Morty, but slightly less offensive. (laughs) Not not much, not by much, (laughs) but the main character who is very Rick-like is just slightly less, I can't use the word. It begins with a C. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. And the, you know, Less of a mint. Less of a mint. He's less minty. That's minty. And then you've got, um, but the one that I really did like, and it's a lovely little one, and I, I just found it by chance, is mm. the Turner and Hooch see- series. Like, I used oh, to really? love the film with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's a carry-on I mean, like, from the character. I hadn't, I, I, I hadn't watched it because the Lethal Weapon thing came out and I wasn't that impressed with it. The Equalizer thing came out and I wasn't that impressed with it. Actually, that's better than I thought it would be. Um, mm. But... Yeah, generally the stuff that's come out, which is we're now going to remake a very popular film, hasn't gone that well. There's one or two seasons that are okay, but they they are the exception, not the rule. So I kind of miss the Turner and Hooch one. Yeah, well, this isn't a remake. What they've done, it's a continuation. So they've done a spin-off. So the idea is the original guy, uh, the original Turner um, got died i don't i can't tell you too much because otherwise it ruins the plot but he died <laughs> and this the and hooch um or whatever go i think i don't I don't know if it's the original the original hooch or I, whether I it's doubt it would be son, at this, this time. but that his hooch dog gets yeah. gifted to his son and oh right okay yeah and he is just this he is just this He's kind of just, he's a really just a sweet guy who is completely useless at everything. <laughs> and he's so adorable. And it's just, it's just a sweet, lovely comedy. So instead mm. of trying to remake mm. the film, they've just gone, let's do a continuation. And they start, in, the only thing I can tell you is they suspect that their dad died of suspicious circumstances and it wasn't a heart attack. And that's what the first season is right. based off. Right. And So, yeah, it's a completely... I watched it with a lot of scepticism going, oh, this is going to be rubbish because I love the film. But I actually, I fell in love with it because they didn't try to remake it. They didn't pretend to be anything other than they were, which is a spin-off. And it was... It's such a lovely, wholesome comedy. And it's so sweet. I I might... I'll have to... Gonna have to give that a go, actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think everyone yeah. should, so that they do a second season, and I want the second <laughs> season soon because I want to know what's going to happen. Um, I, one, of, one of the those ones that did kind of work for me was The Exorcist. So that's going back a bit. Oh, now. I've not seen that one. Um, they had two seasons of it, and season two wasn't very good, but season one was particularly good, and I, and mm. it was one of those things where people just weren't watching it because I don't know they, they it's a it's a bit of a slow burn as a series. If you think about eight episodes over uh, over the film, yeah. and it's like you know, pe- there are people who will watch the film and go, "Oh, but it's not that scary." Well, it's kind of all in how you approach the film in the first place, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um. So yes, but but no, that that was that was very good, and it's got Gina Davis in, and, and um, it, it's it's worth a watch. The first season, at least, is worth a watch, and I think is available on Amazon Prime. Um. I might have to watch it. Can, but I'm, I'm comedy, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to make to talk about this was because I haven't seen a lot of really good comedy recently. Mm. I've seen yeah bits, and I it only struck me the other day that the comedy that I'm watching at the moment, bar I like the Goes Wrong show. I know it's not for everybody, but I I I think they're good. I think they're funny. I like slapstick, so it's fine. Um, I do. I do. I think it's because we're British. I think it's a British thing. <laughs> possibly, possibly. And I like the idea that you've got this uh, amateur dramatic society for which everything goes wrong. Because, mm. I, you know, well, in one way or another, we've been there society. before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know that that exactly. is, it's a, it's a reflection on real life. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I, I like the stuff that they do. I do think it's quite good. Um, but again, I know that that's very subjective because if you don't like quite mm-hmm. like that style of comedy, you're not going to like it. But then the last thing that I saw that I thought was very good was This Country. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't. You'd, you'd love it. You really would. It's like a mockumentary set in Stroud. Oh, in which case, yeah, I Stroudies! I come from Tewkesbury and Cheltenham, yeah. and there is yeah, a yeah. thing between people in we, Cheltenham and people in Stroud, <laughs> and it's this like Stroudies. We would like this. Of- we would get this because we we live in the area, but I think I, I, it speaks to a lot more people than that, and a lot of people kind of gravitated towards it. Uh, the star of it, the person who wrote it as well, Daisy May Cooper, has gone on to do sort of other things as well, but and and I, it's very very well thought out considered um but is is following these two really stupid people uh, around who make horrible mistakes but uh, so, uh in a, in a kind of mockumentary kind of way it it's a bbc like it's thing BBC. Though, so. yeah that's yeah. i'll wait for it to go on netflix or audio netflix or something oh here's one it's audible yes it used to be on uh it was originally on bbc and it's a, it's a, obviously it's it's audible so it's not visual Sure. Um, and I keep going on about this. It's called um, Welcome to Our Vi- Village. So we did season w- uh, episode one in a I'm table I'm going to get this. I'm going to do thing. it yeah. now on, on, it's on stream. Like we've so got a stream. beautifully done. <laughs> on it's the actual just, podcast, I will go and do this because I, I did pick up some more Audible credits the other day. Um, oh, it's such a good comedy. It's just... I, I get it, it, the the premise is that a load of aliens have t- taken over a British village, and the the alien is in charge is actually not too bad. 
Right. And they actually okay. have this really quite, it's a very British reaction to the alien invasion. That's all I can tell you. Um, and the okay, first but- problem that they have is that the aliens can't understand why, like, they, the aliens try, sorry, no, the, the aliens are, like don't understand the obsession over the British pub. <laughs> this alien sure. trying to figure, because the, the resistance, which consists of two people, <laughs> right. Um, shut down the local pub so the aliens try to create the perfect British pub and they all just keep going but it's not the same but it's not the same as the original one <laughs> um, so yeah even when they make it exactly to the, this, the, the exact specifications they're like nah but it's not the same <laughs> and it, it, it's, it speaks very much to the sort of the how British people <laughs> sure yeah we sure. are and I've, it's I've a, just got that I will I'm, yeah, that'd be good. I'll, I'll, um, I'll listen Honestly, to it. it's a brilliant... And you've and if, just if you been reading Cabin Pressure as well, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple of episodes. That's on my list to listen to as well now. It's. I mean, That's it's one of my favourite sitcoms. You've been trying to get radio to sitcoms. to it for, I, for about a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's genuinely good. Stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Roger Allen. Uh, mm. And Stephanie Cole and John Finnemore, who is the writer of it, and the, obviously uh, he's he's had a thing called John Finnemore's Souvenir Program on Radio Four. The thing is, if you don't listen to radio, you probably won't know who he is. But if mm. you ever watch the series Miranda, you know there's that really clingy couple who pop up I've once or twice. In You've never That's... seen Miranda? That's a BBC no, thing. It's, yeah, it's also not my kind of cup of tea. I appreciate see, it, but I it's kind of like that. I kind of sit there and go. Most I of it, thought so. that, and yet it, it, I was, yeah, I just got into it, just mm. really liked it, and it, it, I, I just think it's it's quite well written and well sort of observed as as, as well, which is quite yeah, quite well. Nice. For, I think it's it, I think it's just not quite, it just doesn't quite hit. For me, I've, I've I've watched a couple of I've tried to watch it and it's just kind right. of gone. Right. Mm, I I get the comment, I get it. It's 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 real, and I agree with you. It's sure. complete. It's really well. Hit. It's just it's it's a me thing, <laughs> um, <laughs> rather than anything. Uh, the thing is that you were saying that there isn't as any good comedy coming out new, or you know, there's it's struggling well, to I, find new good comedy. I don't know that there isn't. I'm not sure that that I'm finding it or that it's being pushed in the right direction if you see what i mean mm. because I, I i don't watch the bbc like i used to i don't necessarily know that there's a program on uh, until somebody tells me about it because i'm using iplayer like i would use netflix or amazon prime and the reason yeah. that i know what's on amazon prime is because i visit amazon prime on a fairly regular basis knowing that they bring something new on i'll visit netflix once a week and go oh what's new and you know and and figure out what what's on um i'm not doing that with the bbc because i kind of expect people to tell me about it because through the rest of my life people have just told me about it they've gone oh mm. there's this brilliant series on and that's how you find out about stuff yeah yeah well i would i would say I, I've noticed that there isn't as much of the type of com- like I'm watching when you when you say what type of comedy what what comedy you're watching I'm like hmm. well I'm hmm. watching Black Books for the yeah. twenty millionth time and Red Dwarf <laughs> for the twenty millionth time and do you know what I mean It's like and and going back to the oldies the good like the stuff like I watched How to Offend. 
What is it? How to annoy people? How to irritate people? Oh, the That's John Cleese brilliant. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. funny the the aeroplane thing when they're in when they're when they're going. Oh, I've just told him right. There's a fight, and <laughs> give it a second, <laughs> give it a second, give it a second, and then they're all where are the, where are the passengers? They right, they jumped out the plane. Um, oh, we're gonna get in trouble for that one. <laughs> I don't represent it very well, admittedly. But no, you're uh, right. It's very good. It's that same style of comedy that Monty Python was, that uh, yeah, the, uh, the two Ronnies was. Though. Of course, all of this stuff was written by the same groups of people. That was the week that was, had the same kind of feel to it. But it, it works ridiculously well. <laughs> and, uh, mm. I suppose that's why it's been such a staple of, of, of comedy for 40, 50 years. Whereas... Yeah. Um, I'm I'm struggling to think beyond kind of maybe there is stuff and I've missed it and I I, I apologise for that but beyond Miranda and maybe that's Fleabag okay. as well and this country there's nothing that's kind of jumping at me uh, going this is must watch television there is I the odd to... thing like Man Like My Beam but I it doesn't it's not that it doesn't. Well, it does just an, uh, appeal to me. And I've before had these shows where I I don't like the premise of it, but then I'll go back and watch it at some point and think, no, actually, it's really good. It's just yeah. that the the way that it's sold to you doesn't quite hit the spot, you know. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's like I've literally just had to go. Oh, I'm going to look this up. Look up. The, the, because there's nothing that sticks in my head. There's like I've watched some really good comedy. Like yeah. Space Force is brilliant. It's yes, really gosh, good. Yes, Space Force is really good. I'd ah. forgotten all about it, but I watched it last week. Yeah, like I've got it. That's on my list. Inside Job, brilliant. Like be they take all the conspiracy theories and make them real in the cartoon. I, what if they were I've all not real? Seen that? I've, I've, that oh, it's so okay, good. Right, I've got to. So I've got to see that. That's, that's yeah. good. Um, you've also got Afterlife, and I suspected I'd surprise myself because I didn't oh, used God, to like Ricky Gervais, but like when I when he first came out, I just saw him as an insufferable. Yeah. Twonk, but now, like the more I listen to him and the more I listen to him talk about his comedy, and the more I, I he's actually shown some really good growth in his comedy. And now I'm like, one, I actually really like him. Yeah, I think one of the one of the problems with with comedians is that if you don't connect with the character that they play, which mm. subconsciously we kind of connect ourselves with that. Well, that is the person that they are, which isn't yeah. necessarily true, and no. it does mean that you might. I mean, if if you hadn't known who John Cleese was and all you'd seen of him was Basil Fawlty, you would mm. kind of expect him to be Basil Fawlty. Yeah. You'd forget everything, about everything else that, 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 that had happened as well. So. Well, well, that's it. And it, it's, you know, he... And the more you listen to Ricky Gervais, he's actually a very, very intelligent man. He's a highly intelligent man with really... Sure. Like, he studied philosophy, you know, and he puts that all in his comedy. And one of the things I respect about him is he said, you know, it's easy to offend people, but he said, oh, but that's not his goal. If he offends people, then so be it. But yeah. that's not his yeah. goal to go out and offend yeah. people. So I do quite like it. I've, the more I've listened to him talk about his intent and the underlying sort of messages in his comedy, I'm kind of going, actually... <laughs> <laughs> I just start to like you. Um, I watched um, Borat's subsequent movie film recently as well, which I'm not a big fan of. Borat, and I, and I, I understand what he's doing and uh, and how he's doing it. I just, I don't, I don't know why. I just the way that it's being done, kind of, mm. I, it just kind of 
gets to me that I don't like, and I used to like it because I used to like Brass Eye and, and, and stuff like that, but I don't kind of like it when you t- kind of try and trick people into doing stuff. Um, yeah, but then I'm I not mean, a big fan of sort of practical jokes and, and things as well. And it's just, it feels like the same kind of thing. Of, yeah. You see what I mean? You see, whereas I like practical jokes as long and just you know as long as they're well done and yeah i think it's great because he's he's highlighting a lot of societal issues at the moment and sure, very very sure. true things but again that's just different taste and there's other ones like i'm just kind of looking at this here staged that happened throughout the pandemic if you've not seen that on netflix oh with uh david tennant and um uh, and 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 god it's terrible i can't remember his name um, Michael Michael Sheen. Sheen yeah yeah oh they are yes. absolutely brilliant and it, it's they get a couple of special right, guests in this is and it's just the that... best line in the whole thing is I'm Judy Dench and that's it that's the best line yeah I mean it's the whole lot best line in the whole thing but yeah. the best line in the whole thing is well of course I'm Judy Dench <laughs> you know when they say well do you get billed first he's like well of course I do I'm Judy yeah. Dench um, flipping and, uh, love that woman both of those will, are going to be returning in the second season of Good Omens. Which oh my God, yes, I'm so excited. Is going to be co-written by John Finnamore, who wrote Cabin Pressure that we mentioned earlier. Oh my God, I'm having excitement <laughs> overload right now. <laughs> my brain is just I, I'm very, uh, very excited about that. It's I didn't be, know it's that information. Good. I just thought it was going to be Neil Gaiman. I was excited enough about that. And now you're telling me like, did you... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I overload easily about things like this. Yeah. But other things like that I watched that I liked were things like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Have you ever seen that? Oh, I have. I watched, I think, the first two seasons and then it kind of tailed off for me. But I, yeah, the, definitely the the ideas and everything behind it I thought were really strong and the, the characters mm. were great in it. Really, really good. Um, <laughs> and I, I just brought up iPlayer just to, to look at and to go, okay, well, what are they featuring on iPlayer as being new things? And I just thought, well, you won't have heard of half of these because you haven't got the BBC. Um, I mean, there's a few things. What We Do in the Shadows, I completely forgot about, but that's incredibly good. The series. I have seen that. Oh, not the series. I haven't seen the series. What? That's a series now? Mm. There is, uh, there's like three series of the series now. It's, I it's all on, it's all on iPlayer. Right. I'm da- you're tempting me to get a TV <laughs> to license To get the TV now. license. <laughs> just, for the, just for like a couple of TV series. Like, and I'll get it. I'll watch the TV series I want and I'll be like, oh, I'm regretting this. Well, no, well, <laughs> well yes, actually, because you can now get TV, like, I think, because we buy it yearly anyway, but I think you can get it by the month. So you could start to treat it a little bit like Netflix mm. and go, oh, well, I'll, well, I mean, I, it's what I do with, with these things because there's so many of them and so much stuff I want to watch. I won't get Disney Plus for a year. I'll get it for a couple of months out of the year. Um, so I tend to get it over Christmas and catch up on stuff that I've missed, which is what I do. And then that tends to lag behind because there's a series just after Christmas that I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so it, it saves a bit of money. But you could then get the BBC for a month, watch some of these things and then decide whether or not you want it the following month. Um, which... I did that with Brickbox. I got that for a couple of yeah, months just so I could watch the Spitting Image season series. Yeah. I wasn't as impressed as the original. It's too... I- no, Clean. no, I know what you mean. It's like yeah. I'm like, hmm. yeah, this isn't this isn't hitting the button that the mid, the original series did because that was that was brutal. <laughs> and they they have now. I think it's on BritBox. They have um, uh, the 
best of the old season with people introducing oh. it. So that and I, I, I when that was released, I'd cancelled my BritBox subscription, so I haven't seen any of them. But I, d- I mean, I remember splitting image quite vividly. I uh, just remember it was such a big thing when we were kids. Do 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 push pineapple shake a chicken. That that wasn't spitting image. No, you but they the did a version song. of it. Yeah, the, chicken, the chicken song, song where they did the agony oh, agony. The the chicken in chicken the air, get that up your nose. That's the one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know they did a version of agadu with a chicken <laughs> and a deck chair. That's that. That's all I think of when no. I think of old school British. Um, <laughs> Spitting image, sorry. But there they were brutal. I mean, there have been some there were some really good like piss takes in the in the new spitting image, but there was just a lot of it. I'm like, that's so tame. <laughs> yeah, it is. It does feel a bit tame, doesn't it? It does feel like it it's um it's not quite as hard hitting as it probably should be. Mm. Um Yeah, I, I because it used to be I don't know why. Sorry. No, go on, go on. You were saying it used to be. Well, yeah, it used to be a really good sort of reflection of, on society. I mean, there's so it's not like there's not enough things that they can take the piss out of. It's true. That's very true. Satirically, I mean, look at the world we're in right now and what's happening, and you kind of go, there are plenty of people we could absolutely just like rip apart with these these images, these um, puppets. But yeah. it is so tame, and because it used to be brutal, it used to be like an unforgiving eye on what all the rubbish yeah. that was going on and now it's and kind now, of like, now it's a bit tame it's a bit yeah um I, I i think this is a problem with satire that has happened over the last 10 years before i talk about that though the chicken shot song and i have just checked to make sure that i was right the music was written by a guy called philip pope but the lyrics were written by rob grant and doug naylor who wrote red dwarf no wonder I like it. I, I knew they started on <laughs> on spitting image. A lot of people did, um, uh, but yeah, uh, yes, uh, worth worth knowing that sort of thing. Uh, no, what I was going to say, uh, satire has changed uh, irrevocably in in some instances to not just be uh, well. Let's hold a mirror up to what's happening and reflect back how crazy it is, which is what it really should be. Yeah. Uh, which is what Bremner Bird and Fortune did. Uh, you know, it, it's the the sort of satire that I grew up, up with, the sort of satire that I would write when it was you were writing for a BBC sketch show. The you know uh, uh, the satirical stuff anyway, the the, the weekly stuff, um, the sort of stuff that, that tries to do. I think it's changed from that to being very much let's be sarcastic about somebody. Yeah. You know, and 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 you're missing the really hard-hitting truth behind a lot of the gags just in order to say, oh, so-and-so's got floppy hair or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's the thing. It's, I mean, sarcasm, I love sarcasm. Like, I am one of the most sarcastic bastards. (laughs) Like, to the point where I pay a compliment to people, I go, I know I'm not being sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to follow it up with. Now, that's a genuine compliment. Um, I am a sarcastic person and I use sarcasm in my, my comedy quite a lot. So I do like sarcastic comedy. Sure. But sure. when I watch satire, if I want to watch sarcastic comedy, I go to watch something that I know is... It's going to be like that. sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I'll yeah. watch something that's that's based on that. If I want to watch satire, I want to watch the world get... like people putting up a mirror and ripping the world apart. I want to yeah. have all of my values destroyed by <laughs> satire. Like, I want to have the, I want to walk out and go, I feel though, called out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. 
that is the point. And it does kind of um it does kind of feel like that's not happening at the moment. Uh, and it it's it's kind of especially which is why I think things like this country is good. Mm. Because that is a satire on those small Cotswold villages where most people actually don't have a lot of money. And, you know, it, it that that kind of that Stroud kind of kind of area. Um, and mm. I think it's something that we, a lot of us are used to seeing, but it, you don't sort of see that thing on, on television very much. No. Um, but, and of course, yeah. the absolute god of satire was Terry Pratchett. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> he, he We've mentioned this the before. god of satire, yes, satire, satire. If you want to know how to do satire well, read any of his books, just any of them, because <laughs> read all of them, because once you've read one, you will want to read everything. Because he's just an incredible. He was a he, he was an amazing writer. Yeah, and I think people miss that amongst the um, the the illusion of fantasy, hmm. which is just really um, in Pratchett books is just a kind of it's it's a it's the situation in sitcom. But if if you yeah. were to look at say Yes Minister, which is the, is one of the best satires ever um uh, you would look at that and you go oh it's a political sitcom which uses satire mm. if you look at terry pratchett and you go but he just writes fantasy books then you're missing the point entirely yeah. <laughs> he writes a satire on 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 humanity uh yeah. on all of us and everything uh and the 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 fantasy bit is just the situation that the, that they the, happen to the be the vehicle for for allowing that to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, I, talking about political stuff, I watched um, the in the thick of it film. I can't remember what it's called. It's not called in the thick of it. It's called something uh, else. Uh, one no, only line no. Some. You know what I mean? though? it's. I it's, know what. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's it, on. I've it's came on across. My I didn't even. Amazon account somewhere. But. Yeah, that was like that. I I absolutely love in the thick of it because you kind of like when I think somebody introduced in, interviewed a, a politician said, "Is it really like that behind the scenes?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the loop, is, in the loop. That's it, in the loop." Um, you would find out eventually. <laughs> uh, yes, no, you're right. It's it's it, yeah. Um, uh, things that can do that are, are, are brilliant, um, and, and also uh, this is like why I think people. Swearing is always funny. <laughs> this is why this is why I think people should be forced to watch Yes Minister at school, because that yeah. is how the political class works. Unfortunately, <laughs> even now you can see it happening. You can see it in a mm. in an interview where uh, where somebody just goes off on a tangent on the thing that they want to to say, and it it's the the playbook from from uh yes minister completely um and yeah well worth taking a look at and a lot of the situations that they depict happened in some way shape or form uh because they got they got uh messages from uh somebody i think who used to be in the civil service who was sort of feeding them information about what was going on at the time so uh yeah brilliant series really 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 worth worth watching and some I of the best humor so ever long. Mm. I used to, I watched it when I was very young, but I didn't, I haven't, not very young, but I watched it 
Sure. Oh God, I'm old. I'm really old. I know. Old. I know. It's, it's horrible, isn't <laughs> I was it? Very young. In my twenties, I'm very old and decrepit, dear. I oh. remember when all of this was filled. You know, oh, the other day I was like, these young people, they don't know they're born. <laughs> without irony I was like these young people the problem with these young people is this they don't know they're bored and then caught myself and I was like yeah I'm old <laughs> you yeah. know you're old when you say something like these young people today <laughs> that's true I actually genuinely opened a conversation with these young people today but yeah it's I've got to accept that I am in my 40s we're not old, we're middle-aged. We aren't. Oh, fuck, that's worse. Oh. <laughs> the flabby middle, that's where we... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. We've kind of uh, come full some... circle, haven't we? We've started off with, we're old now. I can't we're do old, the things I used to do. Both of my legs fell off last night. It's just normal. <laughs> I lost an arm and a leg yesterday. <laughs> I reattached them this morning, though. Found one under the bed. But With um, that newfangled super glue. <laughs> <laughs> But this is it. I mean, you know, I think we have lost a lot of the, the satire. I mean, I look at the old satire and I'm like, yeah, we it was brutal. It was a really good reflection on society. And I think that's a ref I think in the fact that the way satire has gone is in itself a reflection of society today with the whole. Yeah. So everything you know, very instant and everything kind of very surface level. Yeah, it's like, no, look deeper, look deeper. Mm. <laughs> you know, black and white, well, you know, binary um, sort of ideas. It's it's all good or all bad. And it's, it, you know, it's that, that that I'm seeing that happening more and more. And I'm kind of going that a lot of those sort of either or fallacies. And I'm sort of sitting there going, do you understand nuance? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and as, as writers, we have to deal with that in the, as part of the landscape in which we're writing as well, which, yeah. is, a, which is difficult. And I mean, we probably will need to do a whole episode on that at some point is how do you navigate, um, the, the social media in particular, I think, is a, is a nightmare. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> We're better off without it. You know what? I I mean, I, I think the I world was better off without social media. The only thing... <laughs> That it's that it's, it's done is being able to it's keep. We're old. old. We're old. Oh. I used um, to love Twitter. I absolutely love Twitter when when all the kids weren't on it. When yeah. it was just sort of people <laughs> chatting was, to one another. It's great. Facebook was great with that when before the kids got on it. Um, yeah. Come along, no, the reverse is true. Of, ruining everything. The reverse oh. is true of TikTok. It's going to be great until the adults get on it. That's... Oh, the adults are already flooding it. We've ruined it for the kids. <laughs> it's when you go on and you see a video going, right, all of the old TikTokers born after 1990 and the rest of us are going, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, it is. Gosh. 
But it, it's that thing. And again, it, we were saying earlier, it's that, that thing of the generations. Like we are Gen X. We are the, the generation that doesn't care. <laughs> we were born in, and we were taught like, don't give a crap what other people think. And you're like, you yeah. get, and, and as you get older, you give less of a crap what people think. I, you were saying this earlier. I've noticed it. I start, yeah. I care more about what I think about myself than what other people do. I'm like, well, do I like myself? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> it's, it gets, it's very difficult when you're then doing something when somebody needs to rely on uh, an audience, for example, where, where mm. you know you 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 don't want to offend the people who are in your audience. I don't know how yeah. you start with that. And stuff at the same like that. time, the problem that you've also got is that. Offense is so subjective, yeah. And it doesn't matter what you're going to do; you're going to offend somebody. And I think it's kind of just making sure we're not going out to actively offend. Well, this this um, is why I I trying to say well, let's not do anything about politics in 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 this thing purely because I don't want to give people the wrong impression of what we actually believe. Because you can easily say one thing, and someone can take it out of context, and then suddenly that's it. That, that that's and that can be a whole business that collapses or a whole show if you're in a, in the middle of a show that will collapse and it has happened that shows this, have been taken happens. off the air because or in the shows that have been in development have been paused or stopped or just completely uh, obliterated because somebody somewhere got the wrong end of the stick and something leaked on social media and that's it and this it boils down to social media, doesn't it? Um, yeah, and you don't mostly. even have to be famous. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a business. If you say anything yeah. and somebody decides they don't read your comment, and this is what a lot of people do is you say something, they don't actually listen, they don't read mm. it, and then they just go, boom, I'm, I'm offended by it. And you kind of go, and then they have a go at you and you go, that's not what I said though, is it? <laughs> like, yeah. Did you actually read the comment or did you just decide that, that you wanted to be offended? And so the problem, yeah. And I think the problem is it's, uh, we need to, and I, again, this is going back to a Ricky Gervais quote, and, and I think he's absolutely right. We need to own our, our offence. We need to go, I am offended by that, not that is offended. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. feel upset by it, not that is upsetting. Because what you, what what I don't find offensive, or what I don't find upsetting, somebody else will, and vice versa. What I find mm -hmm. offensive or mm -hmm. upsetting, somebody else won't. If I'm offended by something, I am offended by it, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> it's like well, that, it's that, not going that to kill really me. Really, is the message, isn't it? That should be okay. We should be allowed to to do that. And I think a, a, yeah. a lot of time people then want to push back on the thing that they find offensive whereas actually again pre-social media we just could have we'd just stepped away from it and gone somewhere else to do something else yeah. and i think it was healthier this is um, why i think trigger warnings are such a good thing because it's that thing of that's giving people informed uh, essentially making sure that people have informed consent and they go consent, there's yeah, a trigger sure. warning on this saying you might find this offensive if you then continue to watch that thing knowing that you're going to find it offensive that's on you sure. like, that's your own fault <laughs> like sure. if there's a warning telling you it's probably going to offend you you read that warning and then you still choose to watch it and then get offended well that's that's on you. Yeah. If mm. I see something and I go, oh, that's about a subject that, that that's probably going to trigger my mental health or it's probably going to cause problems for me because for PTSD or whatever, I don't watch it. <laughs> I see a trigger warning that says this might offend me. I go, if I choose to watch it, I'm going to own that offence. And if I don't mm. choose to watch it, I just, well, usually I'll just go, mm, 
Uh, and similarly, if anything's me. got Piers Morgan in. Yeah, well, if I see a Piers Morgan, then I just say, there's no need for that. That's just, that's just wrong. we got out of this well first of all i want to know if people who are listening to this i want to know that people are listening to this no i want to know if people are listening to this uh what are your favorite comedy especially new ones what haven't we mentioned that we should have done i'm sure there are plenty because there are a load that we haven't talked about at all um what should we be watching because that would be really good and we will try and watch them at least maybe um and uh also uh Best sitcom. If if somebody were to say right now, um, I I want to watch a sitcom, something that isn't kind of the standard fare of these are the top ten sitcoms of the world. What would it be? What would your pick be? Red Dwarf. <laughs> I I don't know. I think that might come into a top ten thing. Something a little bit more out of the ordinary. There, there has to be something. Oh, I'm very fixed on my 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 things, but yeah. <laughs> um, but this is, the, and again, if you if you disagree with anything that we've said when it comes to sort of how it should be work, you know, about in, in this thing, please be respectfully disagree, respectfully disagree. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, you're allowed to. It's fine. You're allowed to um, just respectfully my, disagree. My pick for something that people should go and watch is an old Richard Breyer sitcom called Ever Decreasing Circles. Um, which is is very good. I got the box set of it a, a couple of weeks ago, and, and oh, it's, it? it's 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 very good. It's one of those There's sort another of nice one. things that people. I can't remember what it's called. It's something. The something something affair. It, Richard Bryce was in it. The it begins with an L. So, right, so what we've discovered is that this thing with Richard Bryce in hasn't got Richard Bryson at all. No, it's called the Bider Beck affair. It didn't even start um, with an L. <laughs> and it didn't, okay. it didn't it start with, with an, an L. L. It starts it's, with an L. No, it's by Debeck. Yeah, this is why we couldn't find it. Um, mm. So, yes. So, by Debeck affair, followed by the by Debeck tapes. Yeah, um, it's a by Debeck trilogy. Uh, with James Bolan, uh, who was one of the Lightly Lads. Mm, Trevor um, Chaplin, I think, plays the main. Oh, yeah, no, that's not that's no, James, the actor. That's James not the actor. Is the actor. the actor, yeah, the character is Trevor. See, I'm poorly. I'm poorly. It's not like my brain's like this all the time. It is, but it's. I'm it just going to use the excuse that <laughs> yeah. I'm poorly. It's just exaggerated. There we go. I'm this uh, much of James, a div. Ninety-nine percent of the time. Barbara Friend, Sue Jenkins was in it. Um, I, I'm just reading out names now. Keith Smith, don't know who he was. Um, he, yeah, it is brilliant. That I watched it a while ago, but yeah, it is. A, it's just, it's just good. It's wholesome comedy that's just funny. There's, you know. Okay. Okay. I couldn't even tell you what it's well, about. I just go. remember it being funny. <laughs> But Richard Bryars uh, reminded me of it for some reason, even though he's not even in it. Is, is it but, one of those things that he would have done at some point in his in his life? Is that way? Is that way it reminded you of it? I don't know. I just, you I could think see him being in it rather than it's yeah, something. Yeah, I think in. so because, yeah. like you know, he is kind of just one of those people. Whenever I hear Richard Bryars is in it, I go, "Oh, that's probably funny then." <laughs> um, but, he was a, he was a uh, good actor. You know, he's brilliant. The comedy stuff as well. 
Um, and he's got the best scene in Cockneys versus Zombies, like the best scene in the whole film where he's on a Zimmer train being say, chased. Do it. Yeah, it is actually him being chased by zombies, running away, going, oh, zombies. Uh, oh, they ain't very fast, I'm are they? It uh, with, was. Mm, it was him. And he, it, it's that chase scene with him yeah. on a Zimmer frame. It's just. So there beautiful. we go. That's our, that's our pick for things <laughs> to watch. Anything with Richard Bryars. Uh, yes. And anything that hasn't got Richard Bryars in that might be something that should have had Richard Bryars in. There we go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that. That's really yes. That's we should sort of finish there because timing's running away from ourselves. Uh, and I my brain is slowly shutting down. You need to down. rest by the by the sound of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you very much for listening to this uh, podcast again. Don't forget you can find out more about us and uh, come and buy our stuff and, and join us on Patreon over on murderingapodcast.com um, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode uh, which will be a little bit more structured and when we're not sort of... <laughs> both incredibly busy and uh, and trying to do stuff before um, we do death. go actually <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, before we do go uh let's uh, just have a quick couple of minute chat about uh where we are with the project uh mm. so because right now we read your first script last week didn't we yes we did and you've got yeah. a second one on the way. Sounds like you're pregnant. That's that's not right. You've got I another know. one in the I've, oven, I've, so to speak. Yeah, I've written I've written the first draft of the second one. I've got to sit and go over it and edit it. Okay. Um, and I've just started the third third episode. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of it's it. I'm also writing a lot of the the. I'm keeping a note of how I'm going to do the evidence as well because there's going to be evidence that runs alongside it with so a couple of something hidden... that i i the, the my yeah i was because i was thinking i won't bother with this until i've done it and then i can figure out some bits and in fact for episode one i've got a couple of bits i, I want to produce the actual um the will which is mentioned in it i want to have that i want to have the the bit of paper that uh gives them another clue i want that to, to be part of it um mm. so i have ideas about that and and actually if, if you get the will it actually solves one of the kind of things that feels like a plot hole but isn't actually a plot hole in it cool. so cool, that cool. would be that would be worth doing you know um but yeah I, that so that was something i would i'm i need to work into my writing process i think uh, it's worth it because when i first started doing these i was like oh i'll do the i'll do all my clues afterwards i'll write the script and worry about that and then it's just such a headache mm. um to go th to try and pick them out and decide what you want to write as clues so i kind sure. of do it as i'm writing i kind of mention something so i've mentioned an address in this where if we're going to put map up and put names of streets on there if they go zoom into the map they'll find a code that then I'll gives them a clue okay. to the website to find the hidden a hidden piece of evidence because there's not going to be like hundreds there's going to be like two or three per episode plus yeah. a little case yeah. file it is yeah. definitely worth writing them as you go because it is more painful I'll, to I'll, do yeah, it i think I'll, i will have to do that um yeah so my second script is kind of stalled at the moment because i've got work that needs to happen first first of all i've got it at the time of recording we haven't started putting these podcasts out yet and i wanted to get a sort of bundle of them so this will be the fourth week that, that we're we're recording right now mm. um which means we will have a month's worth of content when it goes live yeah which is brilliant because we're both going to be busy doing stuff and we don't know when we can start recording again <laughs> 
Um, but that does mean that, that uh, we should be able to go live sometime next month as opposed to sometime the month after. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I need to do is to edit a trailer from from this, uh, from all of the things that we've recorded, and, and that's going to go a month before. And the reason that you need to do that, it's a bit of everything in, t- in today's podcast, a bit of talking about mm. comedy, a bit of talking about how podcasts work. Just a work. general chat. <laughs> yeah, the the trailer is going to, you've got to put that out about a month early because otherwise you don't get into the podcast directories by the time you want to release episode one. Mm. So that's kind of important. So that's why we haven't started doing that yet is because I haven't had the time to edit the trailer. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, I'm creating a product and that's my income for a good chunk of the year. So I need to make sure that that's uh, done and, and working. That's my job for most of the rest of this week and uh yeah obviously we 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 don't want to i don't want this to slow down once we get to that point uh so yeah yeah my job for the week well after this i'm going to go and curl up and die but (laughs) the rest of the week is gonna be hopefully i'll i'll feel less like death and mm-hmm. feel more like the undead, which will be fine. That's still a progress on death warmed up. It, you're right. You're right. It is. You know. It is. Um, so I can function at undead status, but <laughs> death warmed up, not so much. It's, a, it's another thing. It's a bit of an issue. So I've cancelled everything I was going to do tomorrow, and I'm going to because I've just gone. No, I'm going to give myself the. I'm going to actually listen to my body for a change. I, which no, I is, think it's, I that know. is really important to do. If you're not, if you're not, well, I never do this. <laughs> I never look well, after my body and and understand what's going on and it's one of those so things bad. that it, it, yeah i'm bad at that as well i'm bad at that as well it's one of those things that led me into hospital two years ago so yeah is it my doctors um, are always saying why tasha why and i'm like because i'm a moron that's why <laughs> <laughs> you know um we, i don't, don't i don't do go things. oh that looks like fun and forget that i have a i have a health condition yeah. and then i do yeah. things and then the next day i go oh yeah <laughs> why couldn't i remember this before i did the silly thing um <laughs> me and but home it's one of those. Um, but yeah, it I'm going to be finishing off. I'm going to be focusing on writing because I want to get these done because um, there's other stuff I want to focus on in the business to like the and we, background yes, and we, stuff. We need to start then, you know, next steps. Once the first set of scripts are done, we need to start casting. Then we need to start recording. recording. So yeah. lots, of, lots and lots of work still to come, most of which is going to be uh shown to you as we're as we're doing it on this this podcast so mm, stay tuned it's gonna be interesting um and yeah. we've got a relation in my show to somebody who's in yours we, we have now we uh, yeah we've read that the for the first time last week yeah. that was that was pretty so pretty good they're both pretty linked good. both of the shows are linked we will the history is running through the two shows so like there is a character in my shows who's related to the main character in Steve's shows, mm-hmm. Steve's writing. Um, and it's it's very obvious that they're related as well, <laughs> as much <laughs> as I can. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be cool. And I think you referenced my character, my main characters in yours, like their predecessors and stuff, haven't you? Yes, yes. Uh, yes, one of the... the, the, the um essentially sergeant, because it didn't feel right to write detective in there in Victorian... England. Um, this was before her, her family got. Co- Actually, no. He's he. This is one of the differences corrupt, between but... your podcast and mine. In in mine, I very much. 
gone down the route of saying, right, I'm not going to put any swearing in here. There's lots of suggestive stuff because I think we both like that in, in jokes anyway. Um, I'm not going to put any swearing in it, mostly because it's set in Victorian England and they just wouldn't. And it, they were quite swearing. You need to find a way of, of, of making it feel like the area, like the period that you're set in. And that was just an easy shortcut to, to doing it. Whereas mm. yours is modern and we can basically do what we like with it as long as it doesn't feel too outside of the, of the, of the norm. And that's, you know. Yeah, there's lots fine. of swearing in mine. Lots of swearing. <laughs> um, that's fine. We're allowed to. We're doing it for adults. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we've been we've been rabbiting on for about an hour now, and I'm sure some people would have got bored with it. But <laughs> thank you for sticking around if you have done. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode, and until then, goodbye. That was murdering a podcast, and if you'd like to find out more information about the podcast, the Mystery Lounge, or anything mentioned in the show, please head over to murderingapodcast.com. The music was The Secret of Tiki Island by Kevin McLeod, and the producer was Steve Meller. Until next time, thanks for listening.